Welcome everyone, you are listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I'm your host, Pease Del Riz. I hope everyone's doing well. Terry, how's the world? The world is fantastic. It is unbelievable. The world is even better now since it looks like we just signed on another sponsor. Uh, Remember Gianni Satino? We had him on a few weeks ago. I do remember Gianni Satino. He tried to make us smarter. He failed miserably. Not his fault. Not his fault fault at all. But now he's going to make us richer. Yeah, maybe that, that's make dream. you richer in the process. So exactly. he just he just actually just messaged me now. So I'll just send sending everything over, and we're gonna finalize. So we're gonna be doing with so it's hot streaks. Well, hot streaks is a fantasy thing. Uh, it's a daily fantasy. I've been doing it. It's not even daily fantasy. It's like every three minute fantasy. So yeah. you basically uh, it's like Rich my Pitino's favorite fantasy. type of fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn Eagle went for the same joke at the same time. <laughs> I mean, a lot of my fantasies don't last more than 180 seconds. So. Yeah, well, you're not trying to please your hand, so. Yeah, and it's in basketball too, so it's gonna be perfect, aligned with uh, Shtib and Zhang and the We Got Balls new podcast that we brought on. So it's gonna be good. Yeah, so details, details to come. So it's kind of cool because forever, you know, you and I, Terry, we've kind of grown up listening to sports radio, right? And yeah, you know, we, we, you know, if we pull back the curtain for a second, we are a show that makes fun of sports radio while yeah. also loving sports radio and all the themes that go with it. So we're a walking contradiction. Uh, and, I'm, I was obsessed with Dan Patrick. Oh, I loved that. He was my favorite show. And like, you know, from then, and Keith you Oberman know, back then, remember? loved it. Uh, Colin Coward when he wasn't completely crazy, you know, all, all the good, all the classics. But one of the things that always drove me crazy is like you listen to these like you know ads and we we do these ads too and and um it's cool to have them and obviously we we love uh you know Mike's barbecue uh, Mike's barbecue sauce and um all the different companies that do support us but i always said like there has to be a different way and so it's cool with 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 uh with Jenny's company is we're going to do something interactive where we we're going to actually partake um it's not just like a company we say, hey, we use this company. And, 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 you know, to our credit, we actually all do use Mike's Barbecue Rub. And this is another company where people get to actually see us engaging with the product, using the product. And something that speaks Terry's, I know for you and I specifically, we love the, the daily fantasy stuff. We love the, you know, fantasy sports in general. Um, and this is this is our way in. You know what I mean? This is this is our way to, to really um, enjoy that time with our sponsors. Yeah, we'll be doing uh, live streams. So on the live streams, like we'll be able to bet and we'll give you guys like promo codes and stuff like that. So uh, the only thing is now uh, it's a little iffy with Canada. I think it might only be available in the States. So I don't know unless they, I don't know. We'll have to see with them. But, well, you've been using uh, it. We're working though, uh, on that. Terry? Yeah, he whitelisted my number. So it's very uh, different. See, yeah, so yeah. I don't think he'd be able to do it for the entire country, unfortunately. So we'll see. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Jenny Satino so, for Prime Minister. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with that, but we're working on it. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, so like, look, either way, we'll be on it. We'll get to showcase uh, this product to the Canadian market early, and I'm sure our streams will be used in the States too. Uh, we have, we also have listeners. We have viewers uh, who are in the United States as well, so they can jump on that right away. And also, you know, for those who will be, uh, you know, we'll be welcoming a new audience as well. So it really does feel like more than just a sponsorship. It, it feels like a, a partnership with a, with an organization, and that that's really fun to me. That's a, that's a really fun idea. Oh, in the meantime, uh, go check them out. It's Hot Streaks online on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. So uh, I follow them on Twitter. They follow me as well. So Hot Streaks. Um, uh, go check them out. See the platform. It's actually pretty sick. I just made. Actually, I just lost a couple bets now, just so I can show you guys the platform. So, did I win this one? No, I lost. So, oh, 
refunded. I got refunded. Nice. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. So example. So I took the Tyler Hero would get over 0.5 points in the next 180 seconds. He got two points. Mm-hmm. And then I also bet. Uh, so you have to pick two players. Yeah. You have to pick two players. So I chose Sabonis in the same game to get over zero and a half points. And for some reason, I got refunded. Maybe he scored 0.5 points in the first time in the history of the he NBA. scored exactly half It's a push. It's a push. No, I think he, I think he might have gotten injured or something. I don't know why. So it was refunded. But before that, I've won a few bets. I've won a few in here and there, and uh, it's been good. And they match. They match. So if you're in the states and you're listening to this, you uh, you uh, you contribute, and they match up to your your as a bonus. It matches your first deposit. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's all. That's really exciting. Uh, we'll get we'll get myself on it. We'll get the other boys on it. We'll all get whitelisted. It'll be fun. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Today, what you got coming up on Weekly Sauce? Uh, tonight we have Chris Aki of the Montreal Alouettes. We've been super Alouettes heavy the last few weeks, uh, but we've we've been we've banked. This is going to be like the fourth interview we've banked, so we're going to be good. I'm not going to have to talk to Alex for the next four weeks, which is fantastic. That's amazing. That's a that's yeah. a win. Yeah, <laughs> we uh we had um, a guest fall through uh, this week. We're working on it for next week. Uh, I won't say who it is because in case it doesn't come through, but it's uh, a guy who's sort of uh, got some some local pull and a guy who also played. Uh, in the NCAA, played in the was on the roster in the tournament. I'm not sure if he actually played in the tournament or not. Um, but you know, if you're uh, if you're into the Montreal basketball scene, you might know who I'm talking about. If not, you'll find out hopefully next week. Uh, and if not, we're gonna pretend like I never said anything. Absolutely. Um, in the meantime, Eagle, I know you saw this. Um, Little Nas X. I saw it he, today too. He put out. He put out uh, some sneakers. And so, like for those who oh, you're talking about the sneakers. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the music video. Well, well, well I mean, the sneakers are a way for us to get into the music video as well. But so, okay, you want to start with the video? We'll start with the video. So he's banging Satan, is or is he getting banged by Satan? No, he, he's wait, getting banged. He's riding down a pole to hell, and then he gives Satan a lap dance. Yeah, right. but uh, but at some points he's like he kind of like it's as if he's getting pushback, you know, from Satan. Then he kills Satan, and he becomes Satan. Okay, listen. I'm all for creativity. It's fine. It's a video. It is what it is. The song is awful. The song is terrible. So let's not make this a popular song because the song is awful. But this, like, so credit to Lil Nas X. Uh, I mean, it's working. It's getting attention. Um, the, Imagine you make the, a bad song on purpose. You're like, let's see how many people I can get to download this based on a shitty music video. Well, the thing is, is that it's getting attention. The people who hate it are the ones who are getting it attention, right? Like, and even he he said like um, there was, I think it was a a senator said something about you know how uh, uh, you know you're selling your soul and you can't ever get your soul back. And he's like, listen, man, you're talking, you you're getting all worked up about a CGI p- uh, poll and, and Satan in the music video. Run your damn state. You yeah, know, exactly. Like, like, like also, don't worry about that. Also, on the other side of this is that people are fucking outraged by a poo on The Simpsons and Doctor Seuss. And if Winnie Winnie the Pooh is wearing pants, yet this video is very okay because it's open. Well, and it's, the hypocrisy is the one that re- I really love. Right, the same people screaming yeah. for cancel culture are now screaming for a guy to get canceled. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. It's, it's again, we say it every week. Every week we get on this show and there's some form of fake Twitter outrage. Whether it's that you're, you know, 
bothered by Pepe Le Pew or defending Pepe Le Pew. Both are stupid because who cares? <laughs> you never cared about him last two weeks ago. Why did you care about him last week? And and now like Lil Nas X, like yeah, I saw I saw the video. It's fine, I guess. It's not really my thing. It's not even uh, a good video. It's just no, a it's, weird video. I, I I honestly I feel like it's a bit of a troll because Lil Nas X. Uh, also, like there was like you know rumors of him being gay, and he's he's mentioned. Yeah, he is, no. he is, is he gay? He's, he's, is he out? Yeah, yeah, it's official. Yeah. Okay, so so he's very out. I, I was gonna say that I didn't want to. I didn't want to like put it out there without it being true. So instead of checking the sources, I just hoped Eagle would check it for me. Thank you for doing your job, Eagle. Also, he's the guy that sings that song. I'm gonna take my host to the hotel room, right? Old Town Old Road. Town Road. No, Old it's, Town not. it's only a classic. No, no, it's no. It's only a classic by Billy Ray Cyrus. By that Billy he Ray didn't Cyrus. Remixed. Not by Little Nas X. So I'm saying he sings that song. He redid that song. I'm going to take he my hose to so a hotel room. Is he calling men hoes or is he calling women hoes? Cancel him, I guess. <laughs> I also want to point way, out. If it's calling men hoes, I'm, I'm offended. I'm there like, is quite yeah, literally a show called Lucifer where the man who is the devil is banging chicks left, right, and center. And the same Karen screaming for little Nas X to be uh, thrown Watch off the TV and everything are loving this guy because he looks like this. Yeah, because he's hot. <laughs> I mean. He's pretty sexy. I'm not going to lie. I, I can't stop watching that show because he's hot. So like, I'd give him a lap dance in Satan, in, in hell. Absolutely. <laughs> I would give him a lap dance in hell, for sure. See, all he did, all Lil Nas X to make this all right was to cast him as the devil, and, and it worked. Problem just, solved. And then we'd Problem be like, solved. oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, for those of you guys who uh, aren't down with sneaker culture or whatever, uh, there are boutiques that sell modded sneakers, like modded Jordans and whatever. Uh, so... A Lil Nas X in, in conjunction with one of these boutiques did a limited run of these quote-unquote Satan shoes that contain a small portion of someone's blood. A I drop, know, apparently, of blood human blood. I can only imagine it's the Chinese workers that fell into the machinery. Yeah, so I was thinking about this. What is what it – like there's no metric value to a drop, right? Yeah, it could be It could be like a big drop, a little drop. Some people might have more blood in their shoes. Yeah. Like, all I know is if I try to dunk and can't get there, my shoes have too much blood. You know what I think it is? I think they bit, like, they, they did like a, a whole jug full of like red liquid and then some guy just poked a dot in his finger yeah. <laughs> and went over it and dropped one droplet of blood and then that is spread throughout this container of red liquid that isn't blood and then that was put into the shoes and then they marketed it as a drop of blood because their drop has no metric value. You know, it, it could I, also be though. It could be that the same blood centers that are refusing blood from uh, from homosexuals, it's those blood bags that are now being put into shoes instead as like a fuck you back to the blood. Well, bags. then then the outrage is really going to get up their eagle. Yeah. Um I I'm, I'm well, not really by... because those people chances are they wouldn't buy that, those shoes. That's true. I'm I'm only outraged by two things that A I couldn't get these shoes and I also lost out on uh, the Syracuse Orange Nike, Nike Dunks uh, that came out this morning. So, missed out on both. Uh, I feel I'm like you miss out on a lot of shoes. I, it would, liking running shoes is you missing out on most pairs. <laughs> and that, that's what your life be, it becomes. It's like baseball. It's it's, it's a a sport ba- built on failure. You know, and like it's also, like, it's like I can imagine like a support group for a bunch of guys who actually get the shoes. It's like fuck. Oh, I I actually got the shoe this morning. Oh, well, there's so there's a whole man. thing on Twitter about like posting when you get the shoe. Like that that's like the the best thing about getting the shoe it seems is people going on Twitter saying got it with 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 the snap. Um 
And then if you're in Canada, my God, you, oh, the quantities it. are nothing compared to what you get in the States. So it's oh, it's 100%. it's harder to get them here than anywhere else. But, but, uh, but yeah, you get the, when you get the shoe, is that like your life is complete? Go jump off a cliff now wearing the oh, shoe? What, so happens, like... what happens is then Eagle, especially if you know anything about my specific personality, and I imagine yeah, a lot of list. people are also like this, it's on to the next one. What's the next one I want to get? Um, I feel that way about hockey complete. cards. And I feel that way about hockey cards. And you know how you and know I'm how frozen. It is? And it's I'm okay. frozen. We can still hear you. Frozen. We can still hear you. No, you're fine. Don't worry about it. So you're good, peace. Now we can see the top of your head. I'm back. Right. Sadness <laughs> for a second. So you know how hard it is for me to like not open these cards right here? My brother and I split these. And I told him, like, you want to open them together? He's like, yeah, sure. But I haven't had a chance to see him. Hashtag COVID. And uh, so you know how hard it is for me not to open these? There's like... This is like the the rookie. Like, there's rookie cards in here. Mm-hmm. There's crew. There's there's uh, what's his name? Holy Kaprizov. His rookie cards in here. It's worth like five hundred bucks. It could be it could be in this box, and I haven't opened it. That's self control right there. You know Maybe you don't likely, open it. It's not in the box. Yeah, it's more likely it's not in the box. But it could be eagle. Otherwise, it wouldn't be worth five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but if you leave but it, it could unopened. Be eagle. Fuck you. If you leave it unopened, Terry, it's got so much inherent value because you can't put a price on hope. So no, no hope. Has I'm pretty sure you prices. can because he paid for that pack. That's true. You can put an exact value on hope. My mistake. <laughs> and with that, it's time for the news. Ah, Terry's the news. Did I Is call the though? show Hot Sauce Sports again? Did what? I do that? Uh, it's not that for work. No, I know, but did I call asking, it? What did I call it, it at the top? I don't know. I don't even know. You've it's been listening called. to Not Sauce for Work, and please sure. continue to do so. All right. Uh, remember to uh, like, comment, subscribe. Yes. So the NCAA All tournament. Um, so the format's been kind of weird this year. Like they changed the TV schedule. I don't hate it because I'm I'm one of these guys who's up late anyway. And so if you give me sports on a Monday and Tuesday night that are like, you know, play, basically playoff sports that have uh, sort of these these greater implications than regular season sports, that's, that's a lot of fun. I do enjoy it. I do kind of also miss the daytime sports, though. So I wish, I don't know, I wish there was just more basketball to gamble on. Is that just because I'm a degenerate? So I've been, I've been actually like super up. On college basketball, and the reason why is I'm playing like in play games. You know, I'm up like seven hundred. Yeah. I'm up like seven hundred bucks just on one site, and um, so I've been, I've been like doing like in play games, and it's uh, I bet the unders on a lot of them, and I know a lot of people are mad, and I I like the basketball, I guess because I have some money riding on it, but at the end of the day, basketball is basketball. Like I I appreciated USC's defense against uh, who they play against in the in the Sweet Sixteen. They smoked them. Um, I'm not trying to buy. Not Baylor. Was it Baylor? No, Baylor. Baylor advanced. No, Baylor advanced. They played Arkansas. Yeah, uh, was it Utah? No, it wasn't Utah. It was after them. Oh, that was sorry. That was well. Wow, U- way back. USC. Who did USC play? Ah oh, man. USC anyway. Gonzaga in this round and in the previous. Oh, they round lost to Gonzaga. I know, I know, I know. Hold on, I'm looking. I won the money Kansas? on that. They beat Kansas. They beat Kansas, 85-51. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was in between the games. Sweet 16. The Sweet 16 was the, what I just said. Oh, they, or, they beat Oregon. They Oregon. beat Oregon. Oregon, Oregon that's it. Yeah, Oregon. 
So that's why I so I saw green. Uh, so they their defense was unbelievable. Like I was, I even messaged a few friends that, that I know are basketball fans. I'm like, are you guys watching this? Like USC's fucking like their defense is unbelievable, and it, it's it's like it's known across the board. I'm not, I don't know, I know nothing about college basketball. Absolutely nothing. Tell me, ask me in three weeks from now who won the tournament. I wouldn't be able to answer the question. Who it's going to be Gonzaga. <laughs> it's going to be Gonzaga. Hopefully, it's Gonzaga. They're, I mean, they're I watched so the, overwhelming. There's like the, they're there's crazy not a lot of teams in this tournament that have like. You know the third and fourth guy can can score and like you just can't game plan them like yeah you're gonna have to score eighty plus points to beat them there's no other there's not another way to beat them. What I love um, about Gonzaga is how they always have like that random white guy that you know isn't gonna play in the NBA but is mm-hmm. having like a sick tournament like yeah. that guy Kispert and that other guy Timmy. Yeah, Timmy's that guy the guy with the handlebars. Yeah, that he's guy, amazing. Yeah, number one man, number one. And Him. They just have like this like country boy thickness to them. That, from, like, aren't they in Pennsylvania? Yeah, but like the thing is, is that they no no Gonzaga is uh, Washington State. Washington State, okay. Um, but they just have this like they 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 look like you know what you would cast in a farmhand in a movie, and but that that is not the kind of athleticism that really flies in the NBA because the game is so much faster. But in college basketball, you can really just bully smaller athletes, and it works out for them. So I love does, how Timmy just Timmy how they recruited. Timmy, Timmy, that guy, Timmy draws a foul the other day, last night, and all he just stood under the basket, draws a foul, whatever, and then the announcer basically says, oh, not known for his shooting ability or <laughs> anything else, rather, but he takes a really good foul there, and I'm like, you know what, that's, that's his gonna, that's gonna be his claim to fame for the rest of his life, because I played good defense on a very good team, and that's what he's gonna be. Yeah. Um, that kid's shooting that they have, unbelievable. Yeah. The, 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 the shooting in this tournament in general has been pretty bad. Uh, Michigan loses to UCLA after missing their last eight shots, including the buzzer beater by Franz Wagner, who Wagner is replacing Isaiah Livers, who was supposed to be their starter and he just hasn't been able to play in the tournament. So, you know what? Like they got, they've milked him for everything they can and it sucks that he didn't hit the buzzer beater, but you'll, you will miss more of those than you, than you'll make It's just the way it goes. I felt uh, like with with Michigan is that they were forcing it to, to Wagner way too often. Like they were oh, just like late pushing, in the game for pushing, no pushing. Yeah, but they, they they were scoring inside the mm-hmm. entire game, and then like okay, let's let's have Wagner hit, try and take every three pointer available. And it's like, but but you're winning, and they can't stop the inside game. You know, especially when you're going to pick and roll, they had no answer at all, and they, they kept going, they kept going to, to shoot from the outside. And then on top of that, um, UCLA has this weird situation where. Basically, all tournament long, the other teams have only been shooting 50% from the free throw line against them, which is terrible. So I don't understand. Like, you're not doing anything to get that. It's just sort of the way the chips have fallen in their favor. It's like, it's like okay, we're going to give you this opportunity. We're literally doing nothing for you to suck, and, we're yeah. still man- and we still manage to lose this game. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty terrible. But look, either way, it's a fun tournament. I think part of the fun... And this is different from pro sports. And in college sports, when you sort of have the the non blue bloods, it's kind of exciting. And and that's what okay. I mean, UCLA kind of historically was great, but they haven't yeah. been for a while. Gonzaga, they're always that team that can't get over the hump, but now they're there. Like th- this is going to be a good. Well, final. They, they've been in the final four a few times, right? I mean, they were yeah, there they, a couple they years never, ago. They never get to the finals. Is the thing. That, that's what was the, the name of the guy yeah. that they had? Like when they the first time they really cracked into the top four and they made it to the finals and lost. What was his name? Adam Morrison. Yeah, when he he takes the ball and he's like, he says, "This is my fucking ball," and the mustache. That's yeah. the type of guy that Gonzaga brings on, and that's every why single I'm a time. fan of the Gonzaga Bulldogs. That's yeah, why. every single time. Yeah, every single time. Uh, um, 
So anyway, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, I've I've enjoyed the late games, although again, it's just degeneracy. Um, right, what do you got? I mean, we got Houston versus I, Baylor. So I have one team left for my bracket. I had I had Gonzaga Villanova for the finals, uh, so I need Gonzaga to win oh. so that my 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 bracket is even slightly respectable. Like I said last week, I as soon as the first round finished, I knew my bracket was cooked because I had Colgate going far out, Ohio State going to the finals. They were out. So I had Georgetown uh, going to the Sweet 16. They were out. Like I, a lot of my lower seed guys that I was counting on to give me points are gone. Uh, but honestly, out of all the teams, I think that UCLA Gonzaga game is the championship game. Like, I think as so good too. as as good as Houston's looked, as good as ba- Baylor's actually. Pretty, Baylor's really good solid. though. Yeah, Baylor's they're really, really solid team. Uh, they're, they're probably but, the second best team in the nation. But that UCLA game against against Alabama. Honestly, that that was a great game for me because I, I I learned a lot about college basketball watching that game. I learned yeah. about like how they foul and how and and the benches and how they roll the benches. And Alabama did a really good job. They made a good comeback because they're known for their defense. They have like the, this defensive crazy like one of the best defensive players in the world. He won defensive player of the year on their team, and he got he had he was in foul trouble within the first three minutes. So like that changed the whole landscape of the game, and it was pretty interesting to watch. But I like UCLA's team. I like the way they pushed, and I'm I, I'm pushing for UCLA. Fuck you, you know what? Alabama, they can go fuck themselves. Like, you already have football. <laughs> you already have football. And they're good at basketball. Like, they've had some big names. Like, Robert Ori is a Bama guy. Like, there's a yeah, few but good the, Bama the players. Team, the team has never really excelled, right? Like, they've produced a couple of players, but, you know, yeah. stop. Stop. Yeah. It's enough winning football championships. Um, in the NFL, I, I saw this story, Terry. I don't know if you had a chance to, to look at it, but um, Jared Goff and, and, and uh, Coach McVay, that – uh, relationship seems to have been severed, um, and it's something that happened after the Super Bowl season, where it really was a clash of personalities. Um, and we now, of course, we we live in a world where uh, you know you go to most sports blogs and sports sites, and you know unless you win a championship, you know you're either amazing or you're trash. But the reality is, most guys who you know like golf will probably have a 10, 12 year career. He's not trash. He's fine. Oh, he's a good quarterback. He's good. If if things are right around him, he'll be a good quarterback. If uh if he's not, then if, if things aren't set up for him, um he won't be. But that's the majority of good quarterbacks in the NFL. Guys like Matt Ryan, guys like Matt Stafford. Um, but I think the thing that people seem to miss is that the NFL locker room is a work workspace, and sometimes you don't get along with your boss, and that seems to be what happened there. I mean, I. How many people actually get along with – how many quarterbacks actually get along with their head coach? Like I have this th- feeling that Brady and Belichick like didn't really like each other that much. They just had a professional relationship and they respected each other professionally. I have the same feeling with Carr and Gruden. I feel like they don't like each other but they're trying to get along and they're mm-hmm. trying to do it for the team which is the best way to go about it. Nothing wrong with not liking the person you work for or work with. But, but I feel it like, just, sometimes, like sometimes it's so like – like the differences are so vast that you can't get over, right? Like, like this person's this type of personality, this person's that kind of personality. Most times, again, because very few things are actually uh, that polarizing. Most times, people can work it out. But this one seems like this: the laid-back nature of golf and the in-your-face nature of McVay. That didn't work. Ain't working. No. So I do have kind of a, a question for you guys here. Obviously, McVay has been touted as this great, you know 
football IQ guy, being able to do things. There was a whole conversation about how, you know, pre-snap he would basically tell Goff how to read the field and do stuff. Do you think eventually McVeigh said, you know, fuck this shit. I can get someone with way better skill who I don't have to work as hard for that can run the exact same system with. Or do you think McVeigh kind of failed Goff in not adapting to his limitations? Um, I, I, I think what happens here, what happened here and it happens often is where you kind of you, you reach the maximum of the amount of potential you can give each other. You know, what I mean, where I think Goff and McVay, they made the Super Bowl. They had the year after it was a flunk. And then last year, you know, they played well, but in a tough division, didn't really figure it out. They could have made it to the, they could have had a run in the playoffs. They ended up losing. So I just think that they reach a, like a, a point in the relationship where they're like, you know what? This isn't working anymore. Goff is like, you know what? If that's the situation, then trade me to a team, another team. And he might have given a list. He might have not. But I think that it was like a very mutual breakup. Like, I feel like it was like one of those breakups where like, ah, you know what? I really don't mind not being around you. And <laughs> and then it just like kind of happens. You know, it's like, all right, you know what? It's a good point. Let me go get a guy who's better than you at your job. And then you start dating some person that's better looking than the person you dated before. Look at that. So, you know, sometimes you get, you buy like a beautiful steak or uh, Chilean sea bass or, you know, something. No where sea bass like, in Chile, by the way. Just letting you know. Fair, but it's still the name of the fish. I don't uh, know. <laughs> Or black cod, if that makes you happier. There you uh, go. You bring it home, and you're like, you know what? This is going to be great. And then as you're preparing it, you sort of have that doubt creeping over your mind. Like, what if I fuck this up? I feel like when a quarterback gets a giant contract, sometimes they're like, awesome. I have all this money. Man, what if what if I, <laughs> what if I can't live up to that? You know what I mean? Like, there's some inherent pressure that comes with that. And I feel like, you know... He went home with the uh, with the expensive steak. That's all. And in your analogy, mm-hmm. the team would have bought the expensive steak. So you're saying Jared Goff is a piece of meat. I'm saying I'm calling Jared Goff a piece of meat is what I'm doing right now. I mean, yeah. he, he's no Lucifer, but you he's know, no Lucifer, but he's he's, he's up there. He's, he's like up. a good piece of filet mignon, you know. Absolutely, not Where Lucifer fat, is like a rib clean. steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, a ribeye. That one that you need. He's a tomahawk cut. Like there, there's oh, exactly. I like that. I like that. Um, the Dolphins were very active. Terry, this is an exciting time. Like, I, you're a Cowboys fan, so you've dealt with this your whole life. Where even if the Cowboys are bad, they're, they're always in the news. The Dolphins, basically, since Dan Marino retired in my youth, have never been in the news. Um, when they were, it's because Lawrence Phillips killed somebody or Ricky Williams was smoking weed. Um, but now, don't forget the cocaine of the offensive line coach. Don't forget, uh, Richie, Richie, don't forget uh, uh, racist gate of Richie Cognito and that other oh guy, God. Martin. Only, there's only anything terrible. Don't forget <laughs> Ocho Cinco when he beat his wife. Was he Was he in Miami? No, he no I think he was with the Bengals. No, he was yeah. with the Dolphins. It was the Dolphins. Oh, it was, he was, it was the, the first year and he got cut on uh, Hard Knocks, remember? Yeah, the guy cut him, oh. your coach, uh, Rich, Regis Philbin, whatever his name is there. What was his name? <laughs> yes, let's just call Regis him Regis Philbin. What was his name? Regis Philbin. No, Pilkin? Philkin? Um... What was it? He was a really old guy. He shouldn't have been a head coach in the NFL. What was his name? He was actually he was from the Packers. Eagle. He was uh, he was a Packers offensive coordinator. Really old guy, skinny, oh, yeah, tall. Yeah, he was awful though. Well, hold on, I'm gonna find it. Uh, yeah, he'll get Philbin it. or something. Philbin, yeah, I think it was something Philbin. Philbin, yeah. it was Philbin. Um, Joe Philbin. What? Oh, Joe Philbin, it's... I think. Hold on, let me look. Joe Philbin, that's it. Yeah, it's Joe Philbin. Philbin, exactly. Yeah. Joe Philbin. So Regis, yeah. I wasn't way off. I just called him Regis. Yeah, he's Regis for from now on. He's he's just. Are you sure it's Philbin? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Philbin, Joe Philbin, he was no, there from got... 2012 to 2015, and he had yeah, a 462. I feel like the the Regis joke was underused. 
Like nobody went there, and it's just because the Dolphins weren't relevant. Yeah, but exactly. they kind of they went from being a tire fire to like they actually like they seem like a good organization. Like you you don't they're not amazing, and they they were almost a playoff team, but they went from being terrible and laughing stock to being one of these teams that is really good at handling draft capital. Seems really good at the way they handle players and, and personnel, and um, you know people. I've started to have some expectations for them. So, and that's the first time in my adult life that that's the case. They they trade down from the third pick. They turn um, Larry Mutunsel into uh, three more first rounders and a, a third rounder, and then they trade back up to the sixth, losing one of those picks. I I to me that was a slam dunk. Like um, unbelievable. You, you gained a whole lot of picks just to move down three three spaces. Like uh, it's uh, un. Un- unbelievable what they've done with their draft capital. It's crazy to me. I think that the the amount I've and I said this as soon as they they got all those draft picks and they just said fuck it fire sale let's just get as many picks as we can we're gonna build for the mm-hmm. next ten years. I said in three years we're gonna see Miami in the Super Bowl and I really feel that way. We got two years left in that. I think so I too. Really, I really do. I really think that we're gonna of course, see them in the Super Bowl. This all to work, Tua has to pan out right because you need the quarterback. But I think that with all these picks. The NFL, the way it's built now, is you need additional pass rushing. You need an you need an offensive lineman. They're gonna be able to get those. You need a third receiver. They're gonna be able to get. You need that. a if you're Miami, you need a first receiver because yeah, okay, exactly. Is all right, but there's a reason why most guys don't break out in their sixth year. And there's you a know, ton. Like, and there's a ton this year. You can even go two yeah. f- two receivers in the first round. Uh, there's even a few guys that are ranked in the second round, like that kid from uh, USC, Amron. St. Brown, that kid yeah. is unbelievable. Um, like there's there's some there's some guys like uh, there's guys around there. It was like, okay, we're gonna be able to like really fill our squad and build it for the next couple of years. And Tua, with a full season under him, I think he he'll be fine. I, like I was a Tua hater, but after watching what he did last year, I think that he can be an effective QB. Not like Russell Wilson as numbers, but like I think he could be an effective QB in the NFL. The thing is, like I feel like people reacted to the whole. It's not common for a, a rookie quarterback to get pulled for the veteran a couple of times during a season, but like, I mean, it's kind of the way quarterbacks used to have to be green, uh, groomed in the past, right? So just because they didn't leave him out there in bad situations, I don't, I don't think it speaks anything about like if he stays in the game and then they lose anyway, then like people What's have the a difference? better. People have a, but people would have a better perception of it, and it just seems weird to me. I, I thought he did fine, like, you know, maybe. But you be... can kill, you can kill somebody by keep, like, you can kill yeah. a quarterback's ego by keeping him in. Let's say the guy's like David that... Carr is the example. Exactly. There's that quarterback that uh, for the Patriots, um, he was the backup for Tom Brady, and he was supposed to be the starter. And then they signed Cam Newton last year. He's still there. Jared He's a draft. Garoppolo. Oh no no. Jared Stidham. Just Stidham. Okay. That guy came in, threw a couple of picks, and Billichuk's like, okay, you're out. Like, we're putting Brady back in there. Like, you don't want to kill them. And it's the same thing with goalies in the NHL, right? When they're getting peppered, if they let their fifth, sixth goal in, coach is going to take them out. That's not because the coach thinks that the next goalie going in is going to miraculously make a save that's going to fire up the team. Where they're going to score a goal. He's protecting the team. He's protecting the player. He's protecting the yeah. team. And that's the only reason why. Unless it's Hall of Fame goaltender Patrick Roy. Which I was at that game, by the way. And I know you told me. You told me. Yeah, that game was absolutely ridiculous. We were like, my my even my dad was like, uh, I don't know what's going on here. I was like ten years old. Um, the uh, the NFL is moving to seventeen games. It's more gambling. Another week of fantasy football. Uh, another week for me to beat down Terry in fantasy football. So 
Which means we can actually do bye weeks now, right? In fantasy so. football. That's true. Well, I think we'll have to, right? Because it's going to be an odd number of uh, games. No. I guess not. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it's depends, new world, how many te- depends how many teams you have. That's true. That's true. If you have, you can have an odd number of teams now. Imagine getting the bye week one, though. Like, that, that's the most exciting fantasy football ever is because, like, you have, you're full of hope. Or is it better? Because now you have two weeks before your team sucks. Exactly. That's the way I see it. I'm like, now I can postpone the sucking. That's true. How did the the NFLPA let this go through without adding a second bye weekend or anything for the players? I don't understand. A lot of players are pissed. um, It's a story I've been tracking that the NFL's player union is pretty terrible. Um, It's largely built on – it's built with uh, pro – sorry, anti-labor lawyers who were weirdly in charge of the union – and um, the way that they've been getting a lot of votes in is that uh, the bulk of the NFL pl- like voting players are not the superstars. They're not the, the ones making the, the most money. The bulk of the players are the players who are on rookie deals, who likely will have you know three-year careers. And they see this as an opportunity to get one more game check. And it's like, that's awesome. I'm going to vote for that. Whereas, you know, the players who are going to be around for a second or third contract, um, they don't like this because they didn't get enough. It's we're heading towards a work stoppage in the NFL. In yeah, the next- uh, yeah, I think that it, we're going to see we're going to see a shutdown. We're going to see a lockout. And it's unfortunate. It really is. But to my point about fantasy, the, you said the best part is the week one. The best part of fantasy football is the drafting. I couldn't give a fuck about the rest of the season. <laughs> I really don't. Drafting in any fantasy league is the best. I'm I'm the opposite where I know that none of those players will be on my team at the end of the season anyway. Yeah. So okay. I just draft for value the and then trade, the trade away the you names. Trade, you trade all of them. I hoard the fuck. I get so attached to players. <laughs> I make I make a season long plan. I'm like okay, week eight, this person's gonna be on buy, so I need a quarterback specifically for week eight. I never even look at that. I I, I again I'm gonna trade everyone by week four, so it doesn't matter. Except except if you're Raheem Mostert, and I'm just in love. Uh, that, oh, that was, he's a that good was guy to have. So how uh, do they figure out what help. the 17th game is? It's the corresponding seed in a randomized division, essentially? Yeah. So, so you can does play... that mean... So as a Green Bay fan, I have to play Patrick Mahomes this year. You might Most have likely, to play. Yeah. I do. It's Green Bay, Kansas City. Love it is? It. Yes, it is. How do you it's know? a great game, but yeah. They already released the schedule. The whole schedule? No, the, they released no, who's the, playing the, who? the combination of what the seventeenth game is equivalent to, so you know oh, who you're they, matched up against. Okay, yeah. they release the uh, the teams you're playing against and where they're going to be playing. Okay, like they always do, like the, the home and away. All right, cool. cool. Um, after after last week's show, uh, the NBA trade deadline passed. It was the day after. Uh, I, I say it all the time. We do the show on the weirdest day. We we do it on like the slow news day. So um, we always miss stuff like the NBA trade deadline, but a lot of stuff happened. Um, we don't know how any of it will affect teams. I'm confused by some of the stuff, and uh, I think some of the stuff is actually pretty good. Um, the Orlando Magic just decided, you know what? We have a pretty good team, but that kind of sucks. Let's move everyone. Um, they move. Orlando Nikola- Magic is like full. They're like full rebuild. They're yeah. Like, well, let's get rid of all our good players, and let but me so- just go rebuild. The thing is, I don't think any of the I think the combination of players they had were solid, but none of them are good enough. Like, like so all, the, all Nikola, secondary roles. Yeah, Nikola Vucevic goes to uh, the Bulls 
fun for them that they get a player to watch. But, you know, they get back uh, Wendell Carter and Otto Porter. Wendell Carter, basically, he's a younger version of what Nikola Vucevic is, just a limited center, so whatever. Uh, Otto Porter is just not going to be on the roster next year, so it doesn't matter. It's a salary dump. Uh, Aaron Gordon goes to the Nuggets. He's a nice guy who does, you know, some stuff. And Evan Fournier is named after Gangrene of the Dick. I'm not joking. He tweeted it out. Gangrene of the Dick. Eagle, look it up. You're going to vomit. No, Don't put you. up a picture on the screen, though. It's it's gross. Wait, is it Fournier or Evan? Fournier. Fournier. <laughs> <laughs> Evan would be a weird name for it. So he's not named Man, I got after. a bad case of the Evans. So he's not named after it. His family name. His family. Gang- I think his family was the first family to get Gangrene of the Dick. All right. All right. But you know there was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, signings and I like the, I think like that Andre Drummond trade it was it was just all over the well, place. Andre Drummond was a trade it was a so Drummond Drummond got uh, bought out. Oh, okay. That allows him because now um, his salary is largely being paid by the Cavs. He gets a sign on a on a trade exemption for the Lakers, and uh, Lamarcus all just goes to the Nets. But I think people are kind of freaking out at the names. I, my my favorite buyout uh, situation was Blake Griffin. He he tweeted out, um, "I I spent two years of people telling me I suck, and now it's not fair that I play for the Nets. So which one is it? <laughs> you know." Um, the, I think that the fact that the Lakers got Drummond is all is the biggest deal. I don't think it's that big a deal. No, who's he going to defend in the playoffs? Uh, that's a good point. Who's he? He might not even be on the court. He, he can't. He can't be on the court unless you're playing, like, Ben Simmons. <laughs> and even at that, Simmons is faster than Drummond. Yeah. Like, that style of basketball, man. Like, even LaMarcus Aldridge to the Nets. Like, okay, they got another guy who can shoot mid-range jumpers like Blake, Blake Griffin can. And Blake Griffin, at this point, is even a better three-point shooter than LaMarcus Aldridge. Well, you said it last time. Blake Griffin made his first dunk in, like, a few years the other yeah, day. Yeah, Blake Griffin was... Blake Griffin was known, made all his money because he was able to put, put his balls on people's faces and dunk. Yeah, he had his first dunk against the Pistons, and he he glared down the bench. Um, I didn't, I forgot to put it in the script, Eagle. So if you find it, whenever you find it, uh, it'd be appreciated. But I was actually happy for the dude because again, the guy spent two years of people saying he sucks, <laughs> and then goes to the Nets is like, well, this isn't fair. But the Nets again, they add two guys who at this point, Blake Griffin's defense is kind of suspect. Lamarcus Aldridge's defense is. Lamarcus Aldridge's defense defense is basically three fouls in the in the fourth quarter. So who's I mean, I, I, out of all the signings, I think that um, I think I like Norm Powell signing the best. I think he becomes like the third option over there. And see, I like I like Gary Trent going to the Raptors because he's a he's a perimeter defender. Yeah, that's a good. He's point. a guy who nice. I think his scoring is going to improve within. Let's say I think next year's his year three. I think by next year we're already going to see an improvement in the scoring. And here's here's the uh, the dunk. He has been shooting with a consistency. Approaching eight minutes to go in the fourth. Still plenty of time in this game. That's still with work to do. As James Harden with the lob to Blake Griffin as he stares down the Pistons bench. Been getting chippy. This has been. Yeah, putting balls and putting balls on people's faces. Love that it was an alley oop. Love that it was from James Harden, and and I love the stare down because he legitimately had a miserable time in Detroit. Like he's a nice guy. It's fucking Detroit. Now we're gonna hear about Jared Goff going to Detroit and hating life over there. I mean, you know, unless you're Eminem, I don't think it's it's that enjoyable. (laughs) Um, When you're the king of Detroit, it's very different. 
the uh, the the Heat actually they took a chance on getting Victor Oladipo, who's not been the same since his injury. But if he can, his so uh, this is one of those inside basketball things, Terry, where his trainer is actually a, a member of the Heat training staff. Okay. So Oladipo is banking, and he's been trying to get his way to Miami for two years, basically. Um, and he's banking on the fact that his trainer can bring him up the form to the point where he was basically the best or one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Um, and he's, he's a decent scorer on a team that already has pretty good scoring. Um, and it gives them the, they, they're just, again, the, the heater, this team where they have 10 guys who can, are all tall, all fast and can defend. And if he can return to form, that's what they have. But the interesting side for this is that, um, the Rockets turned James Harden into Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley. Because so. <laughs> they got Victoria Depot for James Harden and then turned him into Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley, I think, has played five games this season. The NBA is such a fucking joke. It's such <laughs> well, a joke, man. I, I know you love it, man, but it, it's such a joke. And the, the, fact is, that, the, the fact that we know... Cap space, right? if, I, if I could talk about hockey, I'll talk about hockey playoffs, I'll be like... If the Oilers are playing against the Oilers are eight seed and they're playing against the first seed, I'd be like, are the Oilers going to get through the first seed? In basketball, it doesn't matter who the first seed is playing. It's like, are they going to be able to beat the best team in the East? And they're talking about that in the middle of the season. So it's like yeah. we're forgetting about the bottom half of the playoff teams and we're just like moving on to the finals. That's why basketball is a joke. And the reason why and the reason why it's like that is because of the trade deadline and because people just go – people just they, – they fire sell every year knowing they're never going to make it. And you got to respect teams like the Indiana Pacers. We keep on trying. They just can't attract big talent. Okay, so you got to respect a team that's not successful. What you got to respect is- a team that, that that drafts and trades in the offseason and does what they have to do, but they're not paying crazy amounts and they're not hemorrhaging their 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 future. for, for They're mortgaging their future for fucking uh, James Harden that well, can't but, play defense. But most teams don't mortgage. Most teams are actually doing the opposite. They're building their future because... If they're not to good, eventually trade the future, well, but like to trade James Harden, they, they you know they, they bring in picks and look how many picks the, the 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 Thunder have. The NBA draft is is the hardest draft to get right. You have so few prospects that are franchise changing. So what happens is you need to grow your margin of error. That only works if you have more picks, right? If you get if you get a first and second round pick a year, then um, you know what it's it's probably not going to work out for you. But if if for the next three years. You have, you know, 11 picks. You have a chance at hitting, you know, like on a guy like Giannis, for example, who, sure. who didn't go top five, you know. So sure. so that's that's what they're looking for. Right? I, I always say in the NBA draft, you're looking for one of two things. You're looking for a guy to change your, your roster completely or you're looking for a guy who can contribute for 10 years and you're going to use him in a trade at some point to try and bring in someone who can change your franchise. It's so just the way the game is. Always, always looking for James Harden and LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Yeah. You're always looking. For, you're looking for Superman. And now four of those guys play for one team on the Nets, and the, for those four guys are still going to lose to the one guy that plays in the West. You know what I mean? Like we just know what's going to happen. We know it's going to the Lakers think, in the finals. Well, the Lakers. It, it depends on, on on LeBron and AD's injuries because yeah. I think AD's injury is pretty bad. They're um, fine. Not if AD's not there. If he's not there, they won't win. They'll be fine. He, you don't. If you think that AD is not going to show up in the playoffs, you're I mean, it crazy. Depends on his physical health. Nah, <laughs> like, he's, we've he's seen fine. Kevin Durant miss the finals. It's, it happens, man. Like he tore his Achilles. Very different. Yeah, well, but it's so 
AD's injury is similar to uh, Durant's. So if he comes back early, the risk is that he tears his, his, oh, his Achilles. Okay. That's right. that's what the, that's why they're being super conservative with him. Um, look, you know, if, but I agree with you, Terry. If he, if he's back, the, basically the Lakers are champions. They're the, they're the most complete team in the, in the NBA this season. Nuts. This is where it is. Um, yeah, so we don't have a guest, so we'll go straight into rapid fire. All right, boys, I got some fun ones for you today. The first one we're going to be talking about is filling the A-gap. Everyone knows Michael Strahan, two-time Super Bowl winner. Did he get the second one, too? or just He did one? get both, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, he released a video as a way of showing that he finally repaired the infamous, famous, I don't even know what to call it anymore, tooth infamous. in his gap. Well, yeah, but I guess gap it's not really infamous. It's kind of a good thing, right? Yeah, that's why I don't know why he did it. I mean, it's almost like, are you going to play the video? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go home and say I'm going to do it. It'll be like, don't do it. If I post, it'll be don't do it. If I talk to my friends, <laughs> it'll be don't do it. If I talk to my business partner, it'll be like, don't do it. Don't do but it. I got to do what I want to do for myself now, you know? You're the only one who knows. No, we're just going to show them. And you're the best. Is he going to get rid of his lips? I'm here. Oh. And I, I want to get that? Yep. Okay, ready? Yeah, just I'm going to get you out of here. Okay, girl. Yeah. It was two seconds. He's the moment. <laughs> 50 years of the making. Here we go. Let's do it. Did you say 50 or 15? Yeah. I think 50. He's not 50. I love it. Holy fuck. Yeah, he's strange to me like michael strahan is 49 years old it's like if he's anthony 20... davis it's like if anthony davis shaved his unibrow yeah I agree. yeah yeah I guess why just like it's it's who you are at this point the thing is like i don't know why because it's not like strahan's not already like on tv already beloved um it's not already like okay you start playing in the nfl and you that was the age where like linemen were like a little thick so like strahan was kind of thick but then as he got older he like got like super lean and fast, and then like he was handsome and charming, and so you like instantly got on TV. Now, now you're fixing your teeth, man. Like, come on, that's not fair. Like, yeah, you, like you, fuck you, man. You're only the rest more of handsome us. than the rest of us. Yeah. Why do you then do that? Like, fuck you, man. Yeah, it's enough. It's enough, Michael Strahan. All right, uh, cheeseheads for two hundred. Aaron Rodgers will be co-hosting or taking over the hosting from well for now deceased Alex Trebek and then Ken Jennings who was filling in temporarily. So he's going to be the host of Jeopardy for the next two weeks or so. I don't know what to think here because I I think of Aaron Rodgers as somewhat of no personality, but obviously his appearances with uh, Pat McAfee have kind of given him a character. So is this his way of kind of like growing his brand and branching out to other things? I just don't see the connection here. Well, I mean, we saw him on the like discount double check commercials. Like he's he's got like a quirky side to him, and I think that he's he's charismatic enough. I just don't think that he he likes to play into it during the season. But I'm I'm a fan of Aaron Rodgers. I think he could be he's an you could tell he's an asshole, but you can also tell that he's got a joking side to him. So, so Aaron Rodgers early in his career, uh, basically everyone was all over his personal life, uh, whether it was uh, you know with regards to his uh, estranged brother, and he's not close with his parents, and then. They were, you know, they were sensationalizing his relationship with Olivia Munn. So I think when it came to the football side of things, he just sort of took his personality out. He looked at guys like Tom Brady and said, you know what? Uh, that's the way to do things, not draw attention, just sort of do my thing. 
the thing I, I was reacting to, Terry, is I kept going on Twitter and seeing people reacting like, well, this is why, while Brady's getting ready, you know, Aaron Rodgers is doing this. That's why, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not as successful. I was like, guy, what do you do on your weekends? What do you do on your vacation time? Like, who, I, I, I hate this, where, where when you leave your job as an accountant, no one's expecting you to run numbers on the weekend in your pool. Also, Aaron Rodgers, statistically, is way better than Tom Brady. Yeah, it's, yes. And Even if Tom- Aaron Rodgers had the offense that Tom Brady had this year, we're having a completely different conversation. Also, I'm pretty sure these people are the same ones who think they filmed the episode the day of or something. Yeah. Like, they filmed them all in one day. They're half an hour. They just do them all in one shot, and you go home. So it's one day. It's one day. You can go to the spa for a day, but instead you wanted to do Jeopardy. So fine. The thing is, like, uh, you know, to Terry's point, which I already forgot, so let's just move on. <laughs> My point is the offense. Well, Tom Brady, look at look oh, yeah, no, yeah, so Tom Brady. Tom Brady had a, uh, a um, well, it was a quote attributed to him. He's never confirmed that he said it, but uh, it was leaked that he had said that if Aaron Rodgers played for the Patriots with the scouting and the system that they have, he would throw seventy touchdowns a season. I believe it. I totally. I believe, believe it. it. I believe it too. Um, I'm just I'm waiting for which contestant he's gonna insult the most. Like that's my favorite part. You know when they do like the interviews yeah. and they ask him questions about them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, so losers. I'm waiting for one of those moments from uh, <laughs> Rogers. Okay, next, his old flame, uh, coach of the Calgary Flames, Darren uh, Daryl Suter, uh, goes straight into addressing uh, Johnny Gaudreau's 500th game when asked about it. Johnny plays. Johnny Gaudreau plays 500 games tonight at the mm-hmm. NHL level. I'm just wondering. You know, mostly as a guy who's coached against him and now working with him, what uh, what have your kind of impressions been of the career he's made so far, and and then what are you looking to see out of him now at this point? Well, if you're just basing on his 500th game tonight, hopefully he has more energy than in his 499th game. And that's it, boys. Nailed it. Because who gives Johnny a fuck? plays Johnny Gaudreau plays that this guy played his 500th game. Who cares? I love like, the lack of self awareness, though, that he says it while falling asleep during his own sentence. Like, I think if, we, if the camera stayed on him for another eight seconds, if he said a, a second sentence, he would have fallen asleep in a pile of his own drool. How the fuck is Johnny Goodrow? He's like 19 years old. How has he played 500 games already? Well, it's like six seasons. He's not. Well, no, last year was a shortened season. I guess includes playoffs. Five, yeah, I guess five seasons plus playoffs, maybe six. He was a he, you know, he was drafted. He played his first year. I mean, I guess so. He's twenty-seven years old, also, Terry. You got his age wrong by like eight years. (laughs) He also uh, he has the best nickname, Ham and Cheese. That's his nickname. Like it, Johnny Ham and Cheese. All right, next, Ink Masters. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians got a tattoo to commemorate having won this year's Super Bowl as a follow-through of what he had promised his team. So he kind of was compelled to do it. So uh, Tom Brady has decided to find a personality on social media and posted this lovely tweet in follow-up of it saying, Looks great, coach. I decided to get one, too, uh, with a picture of the Bruce Arians Super Bowl party boat look on it instead clearly he didn't get it but oh my god i'm loving tom brady on on twitter it's so good the the first reason why i i didn't believe this is because that's like one of the hardest places and the most painful places to tattoo and i don't know that tom brady would not want to go through that amount of pain but i mean i don't i I think the point was just more you know it was a fun 
fun little joke. And oh, it was it, fun. I'm just... saying, but when I first saw it, I didn't bite it because I, I'm like, no, that's no. an awful place to tattoo. I don't think you would ever do that. But but I love the, the picture you chose. It's very genius. Very like, look at me. I'm a little bit jacked right now. Like, like I'm that's also true. That's also true. I look better than when I was drafted like 30 years ago. Yeah, look I'm at how athlete, my body is. I, I do like I do like the Tom Brady's having fun. I kind of wish that um he would have done that when he played for the Patriots and it was that picture of um Bill Bill Belichick on a diving board with no shirt on. Like if you remember that picture that came out, that would have been nice. a sick like back tattoo. Get that as a tramp stamp. Yeah. Just Bill Belichick diving into your ass. What's a better tattoo, that or uh, Rex Ryan's wife getting Mark Sanchez's jersey tattooed? No, no. Wasn't it Rex Ryan getting a tattoo of his wife wearing a Mark Sanchez jersey? That's right. <laughs> that's like the he ultimate. He tattooed himself into a cuck. That, that's Weird. like the ultimate simp move. Like, yeah. how, do you, how, do you, how do you do that? And like, are you able to look at yourself in the mirror after? You, you tat- what you do instead is you tattoo yourself wearing Mark Sanchez's wife. Wearing his wife, like her skin. Yeah. Like a yeah. skin. <laughs> like, like a tiger like a serial killer. <laughs> so you basically get a tattoo of Mark Sanchez's wife. <laughs> then he calls the police immediately. Next topic, Tigerland. Uh, investigators have announced that they found the cause of Tiger Woods' car crash, but haven't made it public because apparently they need his permission to share the information. Because, yes, that is what the police do for every single case that they handle. Any thoughts? Well, they're hiding the information. What happened? What information are they hiding about him or about the well, uh, about they the actual the investigation? So I, like, I kind of think it's a lot to do about nothing. Um, to be honest, you know, maybe it's just my thing where I like golf and I'm a Tiger fan and Masters you know, next. Week. Yeah, it is super excited, yeah. but kind of just like you know, do we need to do this? Do we need to sensationalize an accent where he almost died? I'm okay with it. Um, I think if there was cause for concern. There would have been criminal charges, and there aren't, so is what it is. I think just and people are linking the DUI from last time to this time, and I don't think that's what happened. And last topic this week, Curry his favor. A rumor has surfaced that Steph Curry may be interested in joining the Lakers after this season. Um, what do you guys think of that? Well, just as a general thought, and do you think it'll actually happen? I don't think it'll happen. I don't think that. The, I don't think that Curry. I can't picture Curry in another jersey. And it's not because I'm not like some sort of Warriors lover or whatever. I just don't see it happening. Like, not necessarily that I can't picture him in another jersey. I can't picture him leaving a team because a team that he's built for such a long time because they're always going to pay him, right? They're always going to give him value. They're always going to give him value. And I I don't think they're ever going to be at a point where he's going to be like, you know what? You're not giving me what I want. I'm out. But so like the NBA, the money's taken care of by the max contract because like he's wherever he goes, he'll get the max. Or supermax if eligible. Um, I don't. I, it's never a money thing when guys change team, but I think this is something that won't happen because they don't like each other. Um, it was very clear for a long time that Curry was happy to sort of take in the, the the mantle from LeBron, and LeBron kind of took it personally, like, "What this little guy? This little guy is going to take it from me?" And then Curry went on to win three championships. So I I think there's always been sort of like a friendly-ish animosity between them. They did play together on the All-Star game this uh, in the All-Star game this year. Uh, and so I think that's where that rumor is coming from. But I don't see it. I don't think it's in Steph Curry's personality. 
Steph Curry's not ring chasing. He already has the rings. He's already the greatest shooter of all time. He already single-handedly changed the game. So I don't think he has anything to gain. I think that's why he stays in the Golden State uniform for the rest of his career. And yeah. that's it, boys. Actual basketball analysis. Look at that. Terry, we did a thing. Actual basketball analysis. I also just placed a $5 bet on if Tyler Hero and Doma Sabonis would get zero over 0. 0.5 points in the next 180 seconds. Up until now, the time hasn't moved, so nobody's going to know if I won. I will it's probably time out. It's probably just time out. Uh, do, do let <laughs> us know. Um, listen, we do appreciate all the support uh, that you out there have given to us. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thanks to those who have subscribed. If you haven't subscribed... The thing is, we're not asking you to do a lot. We're not asking you to break into your neighbor's house and eat all their cheese. That would be really I mean, fucked up. Especially if your neighbor's a cheese connoisseur. Yeah. I, like, I can use some good cheese right now. Well, if you come to my house, you're going to eat so much cheese, it's going to cost me a fortune to replace. So don't do that. Instead, I want you to like, I want you to comment, I want you to subscribe. Because if you support our sponsors, they support us, and we continue to do what we do. Thank you uh, for those of you who have done it, and thank you for those of you who will. Terry, thank you for everything you've done on the show today. Eagle, man, strong showing by you today. Thank you for all the work you've done. Eagle, uh, fuck off. Get the things that I forgot to get and put in the script. Thank you for running around for us. And thank you all for letting me be myself. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Sure.